coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Benty Davis, I believe it was at the time. Benty Davis. Benty Davis. My grandfather and his family had a fish camp there. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Crawdaddy's Rusty Pelican, there's remnants of their their dock. Oh wow. So wow. they were there in the in the early uh, you know, turn of the century, really. You are very intelligent and very creative. Yes. And energetic too. And cute. Thank you. <laughs> and and your eyes match your hair. They do. We were talking about that before. Getting a little jealous over here. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Allison Harris from Baba on Central. Allison has been in the restaurant business in many different capacities for over 20 years, and she's a great food photographer too. Instead of talking about a specific restaurant, we'll be talking to Allison about what it's like living life in the service industry. We We have have a great great show, so so stick stick around. around. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. And they use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. 
And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Please welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, Ms. Allison Harris. Well, hello. Hey, welcome. Allison. How are you? Also known as Alley Cat Harris. That's me. That's my Instagram that is handle. Your Instagram, yes. <laughs> and make note of that one more time on Instagram, Alley Cat Harris, because you need to check it out because you kick ass as a photographer. You do. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. I always like the, uh, the view. You know, just being able to share what my eyes are seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think every photographer sort of feels that way, but it's, you know, I'm not classically trained. I just do it for fun. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has that eye. No, I suppose not. No, right. they, they don't. I appreciate that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Thank so you. for our very first episode of 2020, we're going to do something. Yes. A happy new year, everyone. Thank you. Happy, happy new, new year. year. Yeah. Happy new year. Regarding happy new year. Can we stop saying it by mid-January, you think? Because I have people, like, if I don't see someone after New Year's, and then I see them, like, in February, they're still saying Happy New Year. I'm like, dude, that's, like, old, that's old news. <laughs> I'm done by the first. Let's be done. Yeah, Happy New Year. We've made it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could go to, like, the third. Yeah. But we just said it on the seventh. So. That's okay. That's all right. Okay. So we're going to do something slightly different. We're still going to have an interview. We're going to learn about Allison Harris. You've been in the service industry for a while. A long time. You were at Anada. Currently, you're at Baba on Central. I am. But what we're doing different is we're not going to talk, we're not going to focus on a specific restaurant. We're going to do some inside baseball, but it's inside the restaurant industry, kind of behind the scenes stuff. But first. So your family's been in the restaurant industry for, you said something like 40 years? Forever. Forever. Okay. Uh, Courtney Campbell Causeway. Benty Davis, I believe it was at the time. Benty Davis. Benty Davis. My grandfather and his family had a fish camp there. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Crawdaddy's Rusty Pelican, there's remnants of their their dock. Oh wow! So oh, wow. they were there in the in the early uh, you know turn of the century, really. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of where it began. Wow. You know, my roots are deep. That's where they sort of started. Then he later had a restaurant on the other side of the Courtney Campbell Causeway, which. Mr. Redner, uh, if you're familiar with that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He, Joe? Yeah. Well, <laughs> his father actually oh, okay. had purchased those buildings and turned it into, you know, a little uh, strip club. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was the ton- one of them was the Tonga Lounge. One was Scarlet. So, mm-hmm. but I got to grow up and, and watch those buildings that were our beloved restaurants sort of transpire into something totally different. Okay. Oh, not, yeah. not the strippers. No. <laughs> No, just the and, vessel. And I didn't know the, the person that you mentioned. I, I don't know who that is. Joe Redner. He's the... Uh, Mons Venus. Yeah. Oh, okay. His sons are... He, he, ran, um, he ran for mayor a couple of times. He did, and, but his sons are Cigar City Brewing. Right, right. Oh, okay. wow. Mm-hmm. You're full of all kinds of information it's and in there. knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a St. Pete native? I am a St. Petersburg native. Wow. Bayfront Hospital. We can see it from here. Yeah. We can. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, one of like the three. I think I said this before. One of the three that you'll meet. And and you don't plan on leaving the anytime three. soon. Yeah. You know, I did move around quite a bit, but I've been back for twenty years. Once mm-hmm. I started a family, I sort of came here because mm-hmm. this is my roots. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure I'll be here forever, but 
a lot of times when we're talking to someone on the podcast, they are not a, a native most of the time. And they say, well, I, I came to visit St. Pete and I fell in love with it and decided to live here. And that, that happens a lot. Yes. But you were born here. I was born here. Blocks away from where we're at this moment. Indeed. So the town in oh, 40 years has changed oh, quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> so what high school did you graduate from? Plant, mm-hmm. South Tampa. Mm-hmm. Parents divorced, so I commuted. Okay. Back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. So your mom moved to South, to South Tampa? Or? My mom's family, is, most of them are from Tampa. Okay. And my dad okay. stayed in St. Pete. Got it. So. Nice. And then, then what happened after high school? College. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I started a family really young. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of like a wrench, uh, a really beautiful uh, and lovely wrench thrown mm-hmm. into the situation. You know, being a, a young parent, sort of... Uh, some people are really good at continuing on the college path. Some people aren't. Mm-hmm. But I sort of took a step back and just realized that, you know, what I was supposed to be doing was like taking care of people. Mm-hmm. So I've done everything from like a medicine. Mm-hmm. That was where what I first wanted to do was become an RN mm-hmm. and stop that. Transitioned onto something else. But I sort of, uh, I did uh, legal work. I've, I've been a paralegal before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just always sort of gravitated back to this business mm-hmm. so interesting this business being the service industry mm-hmm. yeah hospitality and industry what was the very first hospitality job you had i was a hostess where at oh actually you know what no even before that i worked in a coffee shop in, in palm harbor oh it was so fun too because i could plate the desserts and you got to be very creative with the sauces mm-hmm. so that was mm-hmm. my first i believe i was 15 years old yeah, right. It, you it was are fun making coffee like a little, you know, barista. Mm-hmm. From how I know you, you are very intelligent and very creative. Yes, and energetic too, and cute. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and and your eyes match your hair. They do. We were talking about that before. I'm getting a little jealous over here. Uh-oh. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, you said I only flirt when you're not here. That's true. <laughs> You're here, I and he's flirting. That's a sign. That's love. <laughs> no, but I, I, no, but seriously, though, I, I just want the listeners to know mm-hmm. what kind of person you are, and you're not going to say that stuff yourself. No, I'm not. So I do. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. It's part of my job, actually. We can get to that later, but, yeah. you know, yeah. it's so, part of my job. So after you're 15, you're, you be, you're a hostess where? Oh, uh, Crawdaddy's, actually, okay. which is where we spoke of. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, off of uh, Rocky Point, mm-hmm. which was a... Back then, it was a nice restaurant. It was. It was. It really was. It was like a shack. It was all Creole, and you yeah. know the cuisine matched the decor it and did. the creakiness of the building. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Clearwater, so that's so you were right there. Y- y- so it was a nice introduction to the business, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Sort of right into fine dining, almost. Right. So, right. Yeah. Do you cook at all? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense food? to my mother. Oh, tons. <laughs> no offense to my mother, but she uh, she never cooked. She. And if she hears this, she won't mind me telling, but she's probably the only person that uh, I've witnessed burn a boiling pot of water. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I had my stepmother, my father always cooked, my grandmother, who uh, was born in Cuba, and we could talk about it at some point, but I grew up in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I watched every little detail, and I can make her picadillo taste like her picadillo. Wow. She's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I like to relate memories and food. So mm-hmm. we're thinking about grandma and want to be a little nostalgic. We make picadillo, you know, mm-hmm. right. little things like that. So, yes, I can cook. Mm-hmm. We just the other day published a review of Cafe Chibo, 
and my whole review is talking about how it reminds me of my Sicilian grandmother's cooking. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Food memories are amazing. They are. And, yeah, not and, everybody can experience that, though. Yeah. Right. So then, when did you decide you knew that the hospitality industry was for, for you, for your career? I want to say almost 20 years ago. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, like I said, it's something that I sort of always fell back into. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because that's what I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So other than my family owning restaurants, uh, my mother was in the industry. Mm-hmm. My father was in the, in the industry, which he got out of very early. But my mother sort of stayed in it for a while. She married an Italian chef. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when I was really young, I was around all those things. Mm-hmm. Right. I later ended up working for co-workers of hers. I opened up the original Bella Brava, which was on Central, oh, wow. where Acropolis oh, no is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I was a bartender there. Uh, if anyone knows, I was the you know had the p- bright red fiery pixie cut behind the bar. <laughs> uh, and then I ended up managing it for a bit too. It was lovely. But the uh, original two of the original owners, Michael Ventura and Warren. Uh, they were co-workers of, with my mom. Mm-hmm. So they knew me when I was three years old at the Courtyard oh, wow. Cafe where uh, the Ale and the Witch, there was mm-hmm. a wonderful little restaurant back there, but they tell memories of, you know, three-year-old Allison being sat on the, you know, on the butcher block in the kitchen, right. hanging out with a chef making gnocchis. You, you should write a 20-year history, a re- 20-year restaurant history. <laughs> <laughs> there were like three good restaurants back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 20 years ago, there really were two. There was we'll Ambrosia, this. Redwoods, Grand Finale. Yeah, the early the chapters will be short. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They Evolution. Very short. Mm-hmm. Well, back in the day when Bella Brava opened, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. Give me drugs. So I did dinners upstairs. Oh, yeah. I held several dinners there. I used to go there all the time. I slid down those stairs in the most fabulous of heels. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was a fun place to work. What a yeah. beautiful build out they did. Yes. I think Chad did. Mize, who's a local artist, he did some of the, the artwork in there, which was really cool. It was a, it was a neat spot. It was a great spot. Yeah. Yes. It's if anyone doesn't know, it's where the Acropolis is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said was, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. I did. And before that, it was Ovo. Ovo oh, Cafe, which right. was, I believe, a chain, too. They were out of uh, Ebor, maybe. I think mm-hmm. so. This is history. St. Pete Restaurant history. Julian's. Everyone. Yeah, I can start naming them, too. Because I had to wine and dine doctors from 90, no, I'm sorry, 99 to 2008. And I had the St. Pete territory. That's so. what you did then. Yeah. So you went to all the restaurants. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when I was transitioning out of the toy business into the internet business. And right now, we're going to give our sponsors a chance to get a word in, and we will be right back. Brr, it's a little chilly out there lately. Well, that's the perfect time for soup, but not just any soup. Ramen is the ultimate chilly day comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins were just mushrooms for vegetarians. It'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get warmed up and filled up during these mildly chilly weeks at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Have you been to Pacific Counter? 
It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast talking to Allison Harris. And you were on the show before. I You're was. the first person. Well, well, let me take that back. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. We did two back-to-back episodes with him because he just has a lot of stuff. And we did two back-to-backs with Tom Golden. But you're the first person that's ever come back. You were on episode 14, December 4th, 2018. And now you're on episode 71, January 7th, 2020. Well, I must be cute then. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we're going to talk like industry stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Here's what I want to start off with, a lead into my question for you. So long time ago, back in the 90s, I was in South Florida, girlfriend's mom worked at the Broward County Convention Center, and when they got busy in the summer, actually, which is weird, but, and they would hire temporary people, and, and I found out that her brother, my girlfriend's brother got hired to be a bartender. I'm like, what the hell? He doesn't even drink. I'm the alcoholic. I should be the bartender. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe not. But anyway, so I, I got a gig as a bartender for a few, like, like it was like a one night thing. And then like a week later you get another one night thing. And I did it like three times and I found out like, Oh, so this is not really like inviting some people over to my house and having a party and getting drunk. No, it's actually work. And you know, I'd have to go in and I I would have a cage that was all the booze locked up for my bar. I'd have to inventory it in the beginning, inventory it at the end. But there's no punching time cards, though. The manager would come over and give us a kiss on the cheek when we arrived at work. That's like what you do instead of punching your time card. That that wouldn't happen in the Me Too time that we have now. (laughs) Anyway, my point is that I had a very small moment to walk in somebody else's shoes, and I learned, wow, this is a lot more work than I realized. And I think I always treat it, uh, you know, people in the industry well, but much more so after that and yes. much more respect. And so this, so it's not all fun and games. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Not even, so, it's so, not even just a lot of work while you're there. It's a lot of work while you're not there too. Right. That's the other thing that people don't realize. Yeah. Like, you know, since I live in this building and it's kind of right next to Red Mesa Cantina, 
I will see a lot of their employees in the elevator that we use for the parking garage in the building here. And I see there's guys going into work at 8 a.m. They don't yeah. open till 11. Mm-hmm. It's not like we sh- they show up at 11 and magically everything's ready to go. No, those are the behind the scenes. Those are the most important uh, players in that orchestra, really. Those are the <laughs> chefs. Those are the prep guys. Those are the dishwashers. Those are the... Uh, I'm not to say that they're the most important because they, they are very important, you know, players. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're the they're the, they're the glue, mm-hmm. really. Right. Right. You know? So it's it's a lot of hard work. Why do you do it? Why do I do it? Because it's an it's an amazing and romantic business. Mm-hmm. It's food. It's something that the people that have the least amount of things in common can find common things. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. Well said. You know, people from two different ends of the of the uh, spectrum uh, can appreciate, uh, you know, a hamburger, right? And have that in common. Mm-hmm. It's providing a service, which I, I had mentioned before. That's why I always felt like I was sort of like, you know, here on this earth to take care of people. But that's how you look at it. That's how I look that's at it. And you, you have, handle that's service. how I, not everybody does. But no, that's how that's you how do. I. And I'm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd like to say there's more of us than than not, but. You said you're not here hosting a party when you were just mm-hmm. speaking. See, I don't think that way, and I haven't for a long time. You I always, like, you are I like am, that you're coming into my home, and I'm providing a service to you. And that's what I try to do with most of my tables. There's, you know, we can get into this, you, you know, it's hard sometimes to, to put on a mask and to be, you said I'm happy and chipper and, mm-hmm. you know, like really, the business is hard. It really mm-hmm. is hard. And there's things like, um, you know, food critics, food bloggers uh, <laughs> that you have to be nervous about mm-hmm. or everyday people because we have Yelp as such a huge, mm-hmm. you know, forum for people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe one day someone's going to look at me and go, oh, this Allison was terrible. I'm going to read that and be mortified. Right. You know, but I still, I don't know. There's a romanticism about it. It's beautiful. I love food. Mm-hmm. You know, we need it to survive. And if we can provide you know a pleasurable experience right i was gonna say for this you necessity like, you like to provide that entire experience i do and I'm, you're so good at it thank you're you you're so good at it i'm first time i met you um was at anata and i was sitting there with kevin and nick and our other friends and you came up to me and hugged me and said thank you so much for what you all do yeah, the industry and I was floored because I'm like how did some we didn't go to Anata a lot at that, that point in time and I was like how does this person know me <laughs> you know? so you all supported us very much so I was doing the marketing and social media for Anata uh that was always a really busy place mm-hmm. but we sort of uh you know started posting these pictures and doing all these things and and uh you were very supportive, so I felt like you needed to be thanked. Well, I appreciate that, and I thank you for all that you did and making our experiences so pleasurable. I appreciate there. that. Yeah. Thank you. You're yes, so it's definitely the right business for you. For it sure. is. It is, and I'd like to take it to many, many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you you create. I guess it's you probably get a great feeling of accomplishment once you've created this great experience and you've seen it fulfilled. Not just great food, but just cheery disposition people happy yeah full but like you said it's not always easy there are difficult customers there really are and you have to learn how to sort of read people and then there's this whole drive inside of us because you know this is how we make a living Mm -hmm. per table Mm -hmm. we're not essentially you know paycheck to paycheck table to table Mm -hmm. and no matter what you know we're feeling that day or dealing with in our lives 
you know, you have to you have to fake it. You have to put on this mask. Right. And you could go up, you know, you had the worst day. You have to take care of this 14 top full of, you know, like rowdy, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe frat boys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go up and they're, they're talking to each other and everyone's ignoring you. But you just have to just make it known that you're there. Put, right. it, put, it, in, put it in progress. Mm-hmm. You, you are fulfilling a role. Indeed. Yeah. Almost like an actor. Not that I'm saying that. No, you know, you're right. Not that I'm saying that you're fake, but I'm saying sometimes you have to be a little bit cheery when maybe you didn't have a cheery morning. Yeah, it's yeah. exact. There's been uh, articles, you know, as of recent, really, a lot of things, you know, in regards to the mental health and in, uh, in the yes. hospitality mm-hmm. industry. You know, mm-hmm. not to say that um, you know Bourdain passed away and that was huge, mm-hmm. you know, for us. Right. right. It's not the first time that has happened, mm-hmm. but he's such a celebrity a chef. Profile. Yeah, that it sort of like shook everyone to their core. Mm-hmm. My best friend is a chef, and I watch, you know, that person work hundreds of hours a week, and you watch, you know, family lives and different things, you know, get in the way. But, but it's, not just, it's not just the chefs. It's everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, servers have to deal with that too. The dishwashers, mm-hmm. you know. It's an orchestra. Right. There's a bunch of us. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's an orchestra. I always yeah. sort of said that we're 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 an orchestra, and the, you know the chef is the conductor, and we all play our little parts, mm-hmm. you know, to to make it, you know, this fabulous production for people to come in. Describe a best day or best night at work. At work, yeah, <laughs> one that goes by really fast. <laughs> um. I don't know. You don't have to eighty-six a bunch of things. Everything goes smoothly. <laughs> You know, right. come in, clock in, lots of reservations on the books. You know, everyone's happy. We're not out of anything. No complaints. Mm-hmm. Clock out, shift drink, go home, you know? Right. Okay, now the opposite <laughs> day. Um, 86 everything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you really just kind of make it work. Yeah. When it's really, really busy, I think we all do our best. Uh, when it's really, really slow, that's when things get screwed up, sort of, you know? Mm-hmm. Is there ever a time when a customer, now there's the saying, a customer's always right. Personally, I think it's a dumb saying because they're not always right. But how about a time when a customer has a complaint or something's wrong, they say something's wrong, but they're the one that's wrong? Mm. <laughs> Uh, like that's never happened before. I was gonna um, say that never mm. happened. <laughs> you know, a lot of things are a matter of preference. They yes. are. They are. Taste is very subjective. Taste is very subjective. If you are doing everything to protocol, uh, let's say chicken. Let's just put this out there. All right. So, chicken. It has to be cooked to what temperature? One sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Do we agree on that? Yes. Yes. So there are veins and tendons right around mm-hmm. bones mm-hmm. so your chicken can be cooked to a perfect 165 but you may find a vein in there mm-hmm. so matter of preference me i still eat the chicken some people would see that and get completely freaked out mm-hmm. right you know it's not going to hurt them you know it's been cooked safely and properly right you just have to deal with it but but you all we have to do is just smile you know try to smile and, you know, rectify and, and take the plate away and get it. It's a matter of preference, is it mm-hmm. not? You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's case, the only yep. thing that I can think of, really. You know? I mean, other than that, I don't know. It's really sort of 
it's a hard thing because it, it, you know, it's all based on situation. Yeah. You know, it's very right. situational. Yeah. But it's, you know, perceptions, something, I don't know, opinion. A lot of things are just based on opinion, a lot of complaints. And what happens when somebody writes a bad review on Yelp? Huh. That's that's heavy. There's like this. That's is heavy. there a staff meeting about it? Or no, just... no, that's heavy. Um, that's a good question, honey. That's a really good question. Uh, you know what? It, it's kind of. I'm not going to lie. I use Yelp. You know, I don't use it on an everyday basis. But when I'm especially out of town, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to see. I want to see where the locals eat. Mm-hmm. So that's sort mm-hmm. of my, you know, my go-to a lot. Even for small things, like I was looking for Rocket Fizz, that new candy shop mm-hmm. yesterday. I used Yelp. However. Being in this industry and having, like I said, having your name on there for something that may be just really quite silly is detrimental. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that brings me back also to matter of, you know, opinion and perception. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some people may not like it. It's not for everyone, but they'll say just terrible things. You know, I mean, sometimes Yelp reviews are deserved, but, you know, sometimes you get these reviews and other people read it, and then you see you see their comments flow through. You you both experience these things, oh. and people will like immediately. Oh, I'm never going to go to that place. Well, this is what a lot of people that don't understand. It's fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. Everyone deserves a soapbox. But you're not just affecting that server that you didn't care for that you think ignored you. You're affecting the dishwasher's kids that they have to feed mm-hmm. because you, potentially what you are saying could damage the business. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just affecting that server yeah. or the owner because maybe you don't like them or or whatever. You never know the decor. Like, let's not go back to this place because it's tacky. Right. Right. You know, you're affecting people's livelihoods, people's yeah. paychecks. And, and the worst part about those reviews, and we've discovered this because of our group and what happens in there, yeah. is they'll post this horrible review, but they don't say what actually happened, that they no. were comped the meal. And given a $100 gift card to return, which yeah. this did happen. And sometimes management or owners will go in and, and make comments like that. Mm-hmm. And I almost think, no, don't. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. sometimes things are just better left unsaid. You right. know, if you're saying that just to make yourself look better, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But right. it's sort of like a trickle-down effect, you know? Yeah. And I almost feel like a hypocrite because I do. I've got it on my phone. I use it. You know, right. I mean, but it's, I think it's, it's a, a double edged sword. For it you. is a double edged sword for me. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But there's, you know, it's, it can be very detrimental. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I've used Yelp be, uh, just a couple of times before. And both times it was to see what they were saying about a two different Mexican restaurants. So one time was Mexican restaurant A, the other time Mexican restaurant B. And because I was skeptical, and then I read and I see, I'm like, there's all these good reviews. There's like like 100 reviews and there's two bad ones. Uh, must be good. I'm, we're going to go. And we went and it was good. But then I had the opposite happen. I went to check out this other place I'd never been to and I'm trying to f- decide if it's worth checking out. And it's like 99 good reviews and two bad ones. And I thought it was horrendous when I went. You know what I do like about those? And I, I fancy that about New York restaurants, the, mm-hmm. the health grades. Mm-hmm. And right. working in this industry and having a lot of friends that are, you know, deep within the trenches, that's sort of like what we look at. Make sure those things are kosher because, mm-hmm. yeah. And they have that on Yelp now, right? They do. They do, they mm-hmm. do which is nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I've utilized that a couple of times. Right. So anyway, 
we can wrap up by saying, I guess the point, one of the points is, the main point, is that a lot more goes into getting some good food on a plate on your table in a restaurant than you might realize. There's a lot more to it. There's a, like you said, it's a orchestra. orchestra. It is. Many key Making players. a symphony. Yeah. Definitely. So next time you're doing the math for your tip, round up a lot. <laughs> and next time you're considering doing a bad review, think about it. If it's really worth doing, really worth making yourself feel so good that you got to vent. Vent to your friend instead. Don't put it online. Right. Or write it online and make it to only you. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a personal message. I would take that more seriously, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> I don't know. Do we Send. want that, though? Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my fake email address. <laughs> yeah. So, Allison Harris, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for yes. having me. I appreciate it. And, and congratulations on your daughter's 21st thank birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So, she has yeah. a 21-year-old, and you have... A nine, I have a 16-year-old and a nine-year-old. So. I started young. I started really young, mm-hmm. 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So now you know how old I am. <laughs> so she's, she's got a lot of things up in the air. She's juggling. Does I do. a fantastic and, job. And, you know, being able to have a family and work in an industry that is not very family-friendly has been, uh, you know, it's had its ups and downs, but it's definitely worth it. I can't picture myself doing anything else. Currently, you're at Baba on Central. I'm on Baba on Central. And I almost forgot to mention, they also made our just recently published, or actually, I think it's coming out next week. It's not published yet. But um, (laughs) the uh, top five best octopus in St. Pete. That's That's an honor, because there's some good octopus in this town. Yeah, so it's not out there as of this episode, but it'll be out next week. Yes. Now, and, and follow my uh, Baba, because you said I take amazing photographs. I do our marketing and social media for Baba as That's well. The I- Instagram? So, and on the Instagram and Facebook. And you're mainly managing there now. Correct? I am. Yeah, I am. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks again, Thanks Allison so Harris. Much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. We'll be right back. Craving some good grub in the Tampa Bay area, but not sure where to go for dinner this weekend? Don't worry. I got you covered, guys. I'm Candace Avilez, host of Food for Thought. It's a food show where I basically explore different restaurants throughout the Tampa Bay area. Get ready for some drool-worthy, delicious dishes that are going to get you off the couch and into those restaurants and having a great night overall. You can watch my show on 10 News. It airs Thursday mornings. And also, if you're online, it's on our Food for Thought YouTube page. See you then. And if you love a restaurant, let me know on Instagram. This is Betty Fox, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We have four new items on the website on stpetersburgfoodies.com. You can find a new review of Flute and Dram. They just opened up the other side. They've almost doubled their space, so check that out. There is a review of the Italian restaurant Cafe Chibo. We have happy hour updates and a review of the new Dewey Beach Bar and Grill. Next week on the podcast, we have Tony Mangiafico. We will be talking about Flute and Dram, their new stuff. And if you would like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Allison Harris. And thanks to our sponsors. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Pacific Counter. Booyah Ramen. And and Engine engine Number number 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. 
please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. And you don't do anything. What do you do? You sit and you eat and you vomit those words back to make people laugh. You know how hard I work for this shit? Do you know how hard my whole staff works? What sacrifices it makes to make you happy and then you just smugly just fucking shit on my shit? Okay. It hurts. Yes. It fucking hurts when you write that shit. It hurt you. It does. It does. He was, he thought he was going to close his fucking restaurant down. You asshole.